and welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host today, Rhonda Cimarelli, and today on my show, I have a fabulous guest. Her name is Elena Rarig, and she is of Transform International. Elena is an international speaker, consultant, author, program developer, all while being an amazing mother to four growing children. Elena, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the show. I know you are a busy, busy woman and a busy mom. And today, I thought it would be fun to connect with you because you and I have several things in common, uh, not to mention the four children. Share some fun stories because I know as a busy woman, and you've done so much with your professional life while raising your children. I'm sure there are many things that you have learned along the way. Absolutely, a ton. And I'm still learning every day. (laughs) Well, that's good to know because I think we're all in a process of learning. Some of us might be in a little bit of denial about that. But in regards to, um, let's talk about your business for a minute. So tell us, tell me and my guests a little bit more about you and your business and what you're currently doing. Well, the list is rather long. However, uh, I really train entrepreneurs to transform their business into an empire. Sadly enough, the biggest problem I see out there is the blind is leading the blind. So we have struggling business owners trying to help other struggling business owners and nobody's truly getting anywhere. So I'm really helping people put a stop to that madness and switch their way of thinking to empire mode. And what does an empire mean? And stop trying to grow a business that is from feast to famine and really hit that feast level where residual income comes into play and you're truly living the life you want instead of working every chance you get on the weekends, trying your hardest to balance everything and not balancing it and and really own that empire to where you can wake up and decide to work that day or take a break and you're you're really living the life you want to live. Oh, I love it. That's that's why you and I get along so well, living a life that you love. Well, one of the things that I heard you say, which um, made me kind of giggle, I got to be honest, was the blind leading the blind concept. And I know for myself, That was something that, uh, as I was really working on developing this podcast show, for example, I became so frustrated. And what was happening is I was reaching out and just saying, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do this? And uh, the RSS feed concept just blew my mind. (laughs) But what was happening is I was asking people who only semi-knew or really had no clue, but felt almost, I don't know if they felt obligated or felt empowered, not even sure how they felt, because I would simply ask the question. Mm. And what was happening was they were blind leading the blind, which took me so long to get that. So is that kind of what you're talking about? It is. And you know what? I'm going to shed some light on why that reason more than likely is, is when struggling business owners are from feast to famine, when they see anybody coming to them who needs help, they see a dollar sign and they see, oh my gosh, I can finally make some money this month in my business. So I'm going to take that client on whether I'm qualified to take that client on or not. And so we are hiring coaches and consultants who 
they don't have the proper training. They're, they're really not, uh, you're not their ideal client and they shouldn't have accepted the work that you needed done. They should have passed you on to somebody more qualified. And that's another big issue I'm seeing and where I train our members to say no. If that's not your ideal client, don't do it because in the end, you're going to ruin your reputation more than anything because you're not going to be able to provide them with the high quality service. And the coaching industry took a big hit going back to where talking about psychologists. Psychologists were leaving that industry and becoming entrepreneurs, titling themselves as coaches because there was less restrictions and they could set their own hours and their own pay and get their own clients and do things a different way. It was There was more freedom. And because coaching industry took a really bad rap, you know, they got really bad reputations because everyone and their mother said, oh my goodness, I'm tired of my nine to five. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I read a good book by John Maxwell. So I'm going to call myself a life coach now or a business coach when they had no training and no business in being that, you know, you really need years of experience before you step into that role. Well, then people started hiring people for $5,000 here and there, because let's face it, if you're not a $5,000 coach, well, then you kind of stand out on the negative side more than that coach who's going to charge $5,000. You're seeing them like, wow, they're worth $5,000. They can truly help me. Well, they're slapping that high dollar on there. They're taking any client they can. And coaching industry got a bad reputation. So now the psychologist said, okay, forget this. I'm going back to be a psychologist and, and run things that way. So I think where we're at now, a lot of that has been weeded out and the coaching industry is back up on the rise because we weeded out all the, for lack of better words, frauds. And so, you know, the ones who just couldn't hack it, they couldn't make it. They couldn't because they, they didn't do what it needed to take. They didn't study enough. They didn't have enough knowledge to make it work and they were their own demise. So we're weeding them out. And sadly enough, I mean, that's a sad situation. However, if they want to go back and do what it takes to truly be able to call themselves a coach or consultant, they have another chance. A lot of times though, entrepreneurs, people who want to quit that nine to five and go into entrepreneurship, if they think that it's going to be easier, than going to that nine to five. When in fact, it is harder in the beginning because you do have to do more. You have to work more hours. And in the beginning, all you do is you bought yourself a job and they don't realize that. Now, once you get to your empire status, now it's fine. But a lot of people can't hack that two to 10 years it might take to get there. And so they quit. Am I making sense? Oh, absolutely. I heard you say so many things that are making sense. And as you're talking about the... We'll use that term fraud again uh, for the people who call themselves coaches. I had actually had an experience with someone and uh, this, this person did have a very high price tag. And to the, to the newbie on the block, that high price tag has this illusion of, ooh, you must be really good. But what I found was, it, like you were saying, didn't really have the skills, the knowledge or the background was feeling empowered to charge those high fees. And the other thing that was very interesting about that experience, um, unlike what I offer, (laughs) was, you know, I got to talk to her like twice a month and then by email. And I thought, my gosh, how could I possibly learn what I need to learn with such a minimal um, 
you know, communication. So I, I love how, you know, you've talked about people setting themselves up. But honestly, I think it's really for failure. Yeah. I do what you teach for empire. Share with me a little bit. Walk me through what does empire really mean? Well, let's go into the beginning of this. Every entrepreneur, when, when they think, okay, I could quit my nine to five, I could have all this freedom. What if we really break it down? And I've done studies on this to prove that these are the answers that people give is they want more time and time is an acronym. And so T, of course, stands for time. I is for impact. They want to have a, a major impact on the world. They want money, which is the M. They want more money to be able to do fun things and buy bigger houses and cars and boats and all and travel and all the fun stuff. And E of time, they want more excitement. And being excited about life is not having to wake up to an alarm clock, not having to be where you have to be when you have to be there. Exciting is, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a month off and go travel. I'm going to take the week off and just do nothing but watch TV if that's what I choose or go shopping. You know, that's exciting. And being able to give back to the community financially, you know, feed the starving, house the homeless. That's exciting. So that is what most people want. I would say all of them. I would. I think it's safe to say we all want that stuff. So what I see happening is we go into being an entrepreneur and we have less time because we don't know what we're doing. We're having people who don't know what they're doing lead us astray, giving us more work and, and more time and frustration to get to where we want to get to. Um, because we don't have enough time and we're frustrated, we are having a less of an impact on people positive impact that is probably we're, you know, struggling. You're having a great negative impact. Uh, M there's less money because they're not bringing in clients or being able to sustain clients and build their company the way that they need to. So less money. And because you have less time impact money, there is no excitement because you're frustrated, overwhelmed going from feast to famine. So those are the things that we really focus on. One of the first things I do for a new member who needs a service or comes to me and says, Hey, I want this is I tear their company apart because it really starts at the beginning. Let's look at your logo. Does your logo have 20 to different colors in it and is it the size of a banner and does your business name does it have five words to it i mean am i reading a title of a book to tell me what your business name is um just the simplicity what what are you, how do you dress are you branding yourself are you dressing consistent consistently you know or one day you're in a business suit and the next day you're in a t-shirt you know what is your brand what you are the brand a lot of times you know so what is that and just going to the basics and then i look at the structure of their company what services to do you provide and 99.9% of the time the services are the same that everybody else provides and that is not an empire so if you get into, there are two types of businesses and one type of empire. What I see happening is business owners, they have a me too business, which means, yep, I do that too. Yep. I sell coaching packages for $5,000. Yep. I sell an hour uh, consultation for $500. Yep. I have a book that I wrote in a weekend and it's no good because I didn't pay for an editor or proper services to make this book awesome or spend enough time on it. Yep. I'm a speaker too, but I've never taken speaker training. So it's all the same. I mean, I can go to almost anyone 
anybody's coaching website and it looks exactly the same as the next. That proves to me it's a struggling business. Now, the second type is a me better, which is the same as me too. But now it's going, okay, yeah, I do it too, but I do it better. And so now you're spending all this time proving, trying to prove through your words that you do it better than the other website I visited or the other coach that I talked to. So these are going to always be struggling businesses because there's so many coaches out there that you're all trying to prove who's better than the next when they're all struggling. And a lot of them are going, Hey, you can have the life you want. You can make all this money. I can help you get this. But then if you look at their life, they don't have the life they want. They're not making all the money they want. They don't have what you want. So why would you hire a coach if they're not where you want to be? Right. I know I'm being harsh, but I'm all about speaking the truth. Am I being too harsh, Rhonda? No, absolutely not. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) And I'm not doing it to put anybody down. Trust me, I've been there. I've learned from my mistakes and I learned from other people's mistakes. I'm not meaning to be mean or bash anybody. I'm trying to get your listeners and people to wake up and let's look at empire. Empire is a me-only business. So what do you do that nobody else does? You can't go anywhere else to get this. And that's what Transform International is all about. We have uh, a membership. You know, I do some work. I can work one-on-one with people. Now that price tag's high because I prefer not to work one-on-one. I love getting people in a group and part of our membership and really helping everybody. You know, Let's look at your company. Let's make it a me only. So one of our newest members, I'm having a ton of fun with her right now going through her company. And she ha- offers so many amazing things. And she is different from most coaches because her personality is awesome. She is successful. People will want to be where she's at. However, her offer sounds the same as everyone else's. So we are digging really deep into this company and finding out what is it that only you can offer. Nobody else. Am I making sense? Oh, I love that. It's, you know, I look at that as that uniqueness, you know, each individual is unique. And when you can be enlightened either by yourself or, you know, through working with someone such as yourself, it's an eye opener. And I think that's where everybody it is. Yeah. And with talking to her, she kept telling me that she is a me only because of her. And it was all these ways, but it, it had to do with her personality. Well, you're not the only one who is spunky and excited and, and all this personality. And you're not the only one that does it that way. You're not the only one who asks questions that way or, or does it. So it has nothing to do with personality. It has to do with the structure of the company. Uh, for example, if you go into Walmart, you have the freedom to shop and walk around and pick things up and feel them and decide if you want to buy them. When you decide you want to buy them, you're going to walk up to the register you're going to be greeted by a clerk, sometimes a grumpy clerk, but you're going to be greeted by a clerk and they're going to ring you up and you're going to check out. And then you're going to walk out to your car, load your car and leave. Okay. That's every store. What is different? What is a different operation? Maybe a personal shopper. Okay. So maybe when you walk in Walmart, you have somebody who's going to push your cart and put the stuff in it for you. No store does that, you know, and these are just silly examples, but it's what we do with businesses going, where is your me only? 
I can't get this anywhere else. And a great story for this is BP. They, I, I don't remember the scientific terms because that's not my language, but BP advertises that they are the only ones with a certain product in their gasoline. So if you want the high-grade gasoline, you should get BP gas. The thing is, is what BP really did is they took the product that's in the gas. It's in all the gas. No matter what gas station you go to, this product is in it. However, they tweaked it. They gave it its own name. They trademarked that name so nobody else can use it. And now BP is the only one with even though it's the same product. Mm. So it's a way of standing out and saying me only. Now, when I look at coaches and consultants and authors and speakers and things like that, I like to go deeper than that. I don't like to take something and just call it by a different name. I really like to find a new way of doing business that is unique to you, like Transform has. You know, we have the Transform Mastermind group. And when I started it, all the other mastermind groups scolded me consistently that that is not the way you run a masterminds group. And no, you do, you have to do it this way. You have to have a hot seat and you have to meet this many times a week and all this stuff. And I said, I don't want to do it your way because I'm just another me too mastermind group. So I decided to lay out my company the way I want to offer the things that I want to offer and the agenda that we have a weekly agenda, a monthly, a quarterly, and a yearly. And I do it that way. And then all those people started coming back to me saying or asking me, what in the world are you doing? Your business is amazing. It's growing. And we want to do things your way. Well, become a member and I'll work with you to better your company, you know, but it is a matter of standing out and don't do things just because that's the way somebody else does it. All right. So here I'm going to kind of dive in a little deep because you have some great advice, great perspective. And I do hope that all my listeners are really taking this to heart. Again, we're not trying to be harsh, but it's all about uh, being enlightened, understanding, taking responsibility and learning from your mistakes or someone else's. So speaking of that, how did you figure out all of these things that you're sharing with us today? Well, unfortunately, I did a lot of trial and error, but <laughs> let's go back in time again. Back when I was 12 years old, my parents started training me for entrepreneurship. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship is not something I chose. I did not decide to quit my nine to five and become one. It's the way that I was raised. In fact, my parents did not care about high school at all, did not check my grade. I mean, very seldomly checked my grades. I think they checked them if I took them to them and said, hey, look at this. <laughs> but they just didn't care as much about that. They cared more about teaching me personal development, spirituality, and business. And I started working in my dad's corporation at 12, helping his secretary, and then, of course, climbing his corporate ladder and helping him. And I decided when I turned 30 that, okay, I'm doing... I'm, I'm an entrepreneurship. I'm doing what my parents trained me to do, but I didn't choose this type of entrepreneurship. So I ended up stepping into my own at 30 and creating Transform. That was in itself is a huge mistake that I realized was doing what the family did because I was good at it. I was very good at it and the money was good. My lifestyle was good, but it's not what I chose. And that is such a huge thing is maybe people are choosing to be a coach or a consultant because 
it sounds easy or it sounds like, um, and just something to pick out of a hat that, Hey, I could do this too, but you really have to dive deep down into yourself and say, what was I born to do? What did God create me to do? What's my purpose in life? And no matter who you tick off, because trust me, I made a lot of people upset with me. I lost a lot of friends. I lost, uh, I lost a lot by, walking away from one thing and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do for the next 30 years, you know? Um, but I, it's, it, it takes a really strong person to do that. And maybe people aren't like me where it's a family thing you're walking away from. And it's not that it was just a family thing. It was a big organization that I was a part of, but so I had a team of people and a lot of people there, but it's about, you know, no matter who gets upset, you're going to have naysayers being able to continue pushing forward because you know that this is right for your life. You know that this is what you were meant to do. And it doesn't matter if you lose friends. That's a huge lesson. I lost friends, but I've gained friends and I have friendships today that I never knew that friendships were meant to be this way. I was flabbergasted by, oh my gosh, you all treat me so well in your true friends. I never realized what a true friend was until I was in my 30s. <laughs> so that's a huge lesson in itself is sometimes you have to let God remove people from your life, close doors, close chapters, and because there's so much better waiting on the other side. And that is one of the best things that I've learned in my life. And to this day, because of that, every single day I ask God, or I, I say, you know what, close a door if it needs closed and open a door that you want to open. I don't want to walk through any door that is not one that you open for me. So shut those doors. And I tell you what he does. There are times that doors shut and I was like, dang it, I really, really wanted that. Why isn't that happening? And I feel that way on the inside, but my voice is saying, God, thank you. For some reason, that's not a door you wanted me to walk through because I know you're hearing my prayers every day. Well, and for those who are listening who maybe are slightly on a different level of, you know, how things happen, maybe we could say things happen for a reason and mm -hmm. to always be open mm -hmm. to those new possibilities. I've talked about in my uh, my book and through my experiences that sometimes when we are at our darkest time and we feel like we're crawling across the floor in the dark looking for the window, sometimes we're trying to find the window back to where we were, but instead we need to find a different route, you know, a different opening, a different light. And when you're open to those new possibilities, like you said, amazing things can happen. I too have uh, can relate to that. When I shifted my life a few years ago, I did lose a lot of what I thought were great friendships, or at least people who had been in my life for a very long time. And as you say, these new opportunities have introduced me to the most amazing people across the globe. Isn't that because I know you have uh, connections across the globe as well. Aren't those some of the best connections you've ever made? Absolutely. Yes. Transforms in five different countries. And, it, and and we have members in my own backyard even. And those members I get to run with, you know, we often go to lunch and do things together. And it is the relationships are amazing and the friendships are so true. And 
I do want to go a direction that you had brought up. You know, if we do have listeners who are not a godly woman or man, such as myself, I know a lot of people today, they're praying to the universe and talking to the universe. And so you can, they can look at it the same way. You know, the universe will shut a door or open a door and let the universe know that that is what you want. And you, you can trust that you're always going to be safe and always going to be right where you're meant to be. Exactly. So Alina, tell me, um, what, what would you say was the biggest, I mean, can you pinpoint one of the biggest lessons that you ever learned in regards to your business experience? Absolutely. The biggest lesson I've learned. So of course, being raised with entrepreneur and, uh, personal development type parents, we oftentimes did personality test. And I was in my early twenties. I was a hot mess at this point. Um, I, really just wanted to go party and live life up and not think about business or anything like that for a couple of years. And so it was during one of those times. And while I was doing that, uh, what do they call it with real religious uh, cultures where they, you take a leave of absence is it the Amish. They take a leave of absence to go experience the real world and then make their decision. That's kind of what I did. You know, I took that leave of absence from what everything I knew that I should have been doing. And of course, I came back because here I am today. But um, during that time, I ended up having a child out of wedlock. And my life was just a mess. It was a mess. And my dad called my brothers and I over to their house because he found a new personality test that he wanted us all to take. And it related to different animals. Well, while I was on leave, my brothers were growing their businesses and very successful. My parents were very successful. They were averaging between ten dollars and $15,000 a week in their businesses. And here I am with a child out of wedlock getting on welfare. So it was, it was a very depressing time for me to, to watch that and know that I could have chosen that path. And, you know, I just delayed the process is all I did in the long run. But... We took this personality test to stay and my brothers, my mom, my dad, they all got the lion, the tiger and the bear. You know, they were your uh, go-getters, your, you're going to be successful and own empires and, and everything that I wanted to be and everything I was not. Well, it was my turn to read my animal last and I could not even say what animal I got because I started, you know, when you want to cry and you get that big lump in your throat that becomes painful. That's what was happening to me. And the tears started streaming down my face and they're all staring at me and asking me what is wrong. And I said, well, I'm just an otter. (laughs) I threw this little tantrum with my arms and I'm such a loser. You know, that's pretty much how I said it. But I got the otter and the otter is your servant, your kind-hearted, passionate, caring, wanting everybody to be happy and putting yourself last. You know, these are the otter characteristics. So in my mind at that time, I'm thinking, no wonder I'm not successful like all of you because I'm not the lion, tiger, and bear. I'm an otter and I'm just pathetic. And I walked away that day. And for the next, that's probably why I stayed on that path for another year or so, because I chalked it up to, I'm never going to be like the rest my family, no matter how much they've tried to train me and help me and teach me and whatever. Well, it hit me 
um, just through studies and coming back and finding my way back into entrepreneurship, I ended up joining a network marketing company, became number one in the company. And I was climbing the corporate ladder with the network marketing company being an otter. So it served me very well. However, it hit me. What if I could be a lion, a tiger, and a bear? Perhaps it doesn't come natural for me like it does for the rest of my family. But what if I can make a decision to be that and learn how to be it? All the while keeping my otter qualities and finding the best of both. What if I could take that power and determination and dedication and still keep my soft side? Well, here's what happened is I became that lion, tiger, and bear. And I forgot about the otter for a while. So I became out of balance and it did serve me well. It was during that time I became number one in the company and did well, but then I didn't like myself as much. So it was when I said, okay, I need to come back to the otter. So I got an otter stuffed animal and different otter, otter coffee cup and different otter things to keep that otter at the forefront and be true to my natural uh, person who I am. And so when I embraced both, when I said, I'm going to be the lion, tiger, and bear and an otter, I'm going to be strong and courageous and determined and dedicated and a woman who gets things done. I'm going to be an action taker and a mover and a shaker, but I'm going to do it with grace and passion and and keeping people at the forefront and being a giver and a servant. And that was the perfect storm that created Transform. Mm, I love it. So what I'm hearing is it's okay to step outside, excuse me, step outside and be someone that you're maybe not authentically to help you out, but it's very important to realize who you authentically are. It's, it's really about not taking personality tests and saying, <laughs> and, and I do, I, I really, and I'm sorry if you encourage them and a lot of my clients encourage them, a lot of people encourage them, some of your world leaders encourage them and take them and swear by them. But what it did for me, it really messed me up. It messed me up going, I'm just an otter. That's all I'm going to be. And I have to stay within the realms of otter qualities instead of saying, you know what, who do you want to be? That's what it's about. Put the, put the personality test aside and say, what does it take to be a leader? What does it take to be a people person? What does it take to care about people? And say, okay, if these are all the great qualities of a human being, I'm going to choose every day to be that. If patience is something you're not, then you have to choose every day to be patient. Mm -hmm. If being, if talking, if talking kind to people, which unfortunately is a really big one I see in this world right now that people need to make that conscious decision every day to talk nice to, excuse me, talk nice to people. So it's, it's saying, who do you want to be? Don't let the personality test tell you who you are. And really people already know what comes easy to them and what doesn't. You know, um, and so it's, it's a matter of looking at, so when I distribute a personality test to somebody, I only show them the results of all of them. And then I, I have them highlight the positives in all the results. And then I say, that's who you should choose to be if you want to get to where you want to get to, because it's going to take all those great qualities to make that happen. Oh, you're right. You do have to find all those qualities and it is all about making a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious, you come from a family tradition of entrepreneurs. You said that you went off on the, we'll say the side rails for just a little while. I'm curious, how many uh, children or how many siblings do you have? 
I have two siblings okay. and I have, I have some stepbrothers. Um, one of them is actually here right now in my office visiting from California. He got here about a half hour before this podcast. <laughs> and when I was one year old, my parents got divorced and my dad married a woman who had four sons and my mom married a man who had one son. Well, so then I had those five stepbrothers plus my two real brothers. But when I turned nine, my parents divorced them and my parents remarried each other. So, however, my stepbrothers will always be my stepbrothers, whether parents are married or not. Right. So, um, yeah, seven, I was raised with seven brothers. And so you're the only girl of seven brothers? I am the only girl and the youngest. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had some shoes to fill, didn't you? Well, as I... The reasons why I'm laughing is because, um, you know, part of the show, A Balanced Life for You, we've talked about coming back into balance and being out of balance. And I know that you're a busy mom of four. So tell me, are there any lessons that you have learned through building your, your own personal empire while raising your children? Is there anything that you've learned that didn't work that you would recommend people try not to do? Absolutely. Let's start with setting business hours because if you're open 24 seven, then one, it, it does make you look a little desperate for business, but it also, it really hurts your family. You know, if your marriage is struggling, your relationship with your kids are struggling, you do have to ask yourself, am I not spending quality, quality time with them? I want to emphasize that word. Um, it's one thing to, Hey, okay, we're going to get dinner and everybody eat and go watch a game or whatever. But are you sitting down and talking to your children? Are you teaching them about, about life, uh, personal development? Are you teaching them about business? You know, are you having heart to heart with them? Do your kids feel they can talk to you about everything? So quality time with the kids. And here's what I found in the beginning, I was open 24 seven. And of course, having uh, clients in five different countries, we're on different time zones. And my phone started ringing all hours of the night because people would forget about time zones. So it was going, okay, first off, I need a business phone number. So they cannot get me on my cell phone. So having the same cell phone number since I got a cell phone at the age of 18, I think, um, I had to get a new phone number. And so I have my own private cell phone number and I have my business number. I have set hours that I am not available after these hours because these are the, this is the time for my family. I I can't have those moments where my daughter's excited telling me about something that happened at school and somebody from my business is ringing my phone and I tell her, Hey, hold on a minute. I really need to take this. It's a client that can't happen. I have to be hundred percent focused on what my child is sharing with me, even though as an adult, it's not really that exciting to us, but it is to her and I need to be excited with her. And so really saying, you know what, these are the hours I'm available for people. These are the hours I am available for my children and, and the set hours, all of that. But another huge thing I learned in all of that, it's really not about balance. Because if we think of balance, you're saying, well, if I give five hours here, then I have to give five hours here. And you can't always square up the time. So it's balanced, but you can live in harmony. And that's what people need to find is where is your harmony? So everybody is happy. And as much as I don't work weekends, so I'm available Monday through Friday, eight to five, like a normal business. And um, on the weekends is my time with my 
my family in the evenings. But the one place I found harmony is I, I've written 10 books. I have a goal to write a hundred in my lifetime. And I love to get up on a Saturday morning and write. That is when I write my books. So although I shouldn't be doing any work, I am because that's part of my harmony. I need that time on Saturday for me. Now I do make adjustments. I get up early while the family sleeps in on Saturday. I don't. And so it is just finding the harmony in things. And there are going to be times that I really have to do something for work outside of business hours because I ran out of time during the day or whatever, but I will do it when it's harmonized with everything else that's going on. Am I making sense? Good tips. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I do appreciate your time and I'm just looking at, uh, want to respect your time because I know you're busy and you just said your brother flew in. So we definitely want to give you that family time. Are there, um, if anybody wants to find you and hear more about Transform International and some of the things that you offer, how would they find you? Absolutely. The website is transformmastermind.com. And the email is info at transformmastermind.com. And the phone number is 567-259-6454. Fantastic. Well, I will make sure that we put these in the show notes. And Alina, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and some of your knowledge and expertise and shedding some new light on uh, what not to do. And we hope that everybody has a great day. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me again, because I know you have a choice. Please give this show a five-star rating. Go check out Elena's uh, website, see what she has to offer. Elena, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been fun as always.